what it sounds like. Yep. I think we're in business. Sammy, you want to say something? Who the fuck eats regular Rice Krispies? You don't? You don't regular, regular Rice Krispies? You don't eat those? Hell no. The original I mean, they're, ones. I mean, the original ones are good. They're just not like, I mean, they're not eye-opening. But who eats the regular ones once you've had the other ones? I've had the other ones. I, I mean, I, I just, I'm not going to go out of my way for a Rice Krispie ever, no matter how good it is. I so. would resort to the original if it was like, if I had options. The original right? Yeah. They got the that chocolate drizzle one, that one slaps. I mean, I'm not saying they okay, don't. Who the fuck eats regular Rice Krispies? I would. I'd, I'd eat them. Like, deadass, if you bought a box, I would probably eat them all. Rice Krispies? Yes, the regular ones. Original type shit. But, uh, yeah. Hold on, I had a list of things I wanted to talk about. On some wild this is, shit. This should be, and this might be, out of the podcast. No, but really. Uh, Maybe started like a uh, motherfucking. Motherfuckers in California is trying to get paid minimum wage while being prisoners. Animal porn is a nature documentary. Oh, that's well, true. I guess that's actually real. That's that's for real. I've seen I've seen life. Animal what? Like, Animal porn is a nature documentary. It's a dead ass pass. That's real. I'm not gonna lie. But uh, wait, there you go. Wait, 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 wait. There you go. All right. So we're back. Fucking out of city limits podcast. Um, welcome us back. Shit. Why would I welcome you guys back? Um, I mean, it's been a fucking... I don't even know how long since we posted the last episode. If you guys hear a buzz, it's because um, the fans are on. And it's hot as shit. My AC broke. Um, I don't know. Since last time I posted a podcast, I think it was me, Sammy, and Nico. And I, pro- I probably posted it online. I really don't know. I haven't even kept up with this. But, I mean, I've been thinking about posting a podcast for a minute. I've been thinking about getting back to it and... Here we are again. Sam fucking hooked it up again with the fucking. What do y'all want? Motherfucker. Just get some beer. Pour none of them gems. No, yeah, I recorded all that. I was gonna say. But not the Iron Man and none of that shit. None of the shame? <laughs> yeah. Alright, well, basically, what I wanted to talk about on this podcast was um, one, me and Sam were sitting down the other day, and uh, I mean, it's been an idea. It's been, I don't know what the fuck it's been called. but like, You're floating over your head. Right, there you go. It's a conspiracy. That, like, I don't know. We feel a little bit unappreciated, as in we, uh, the Mexican community. And I say I'm a part of it because I'm brown. You know, my mom's Mexican, my dad's Mexican, my whole family's Mexican. But even though I was born in Chicago, a lot of people say I'm white. But besides the fact, that's what I'm saying is, um, I don't know. I've really been feeling that, like, there's nothing wrong with what pop culture is right now. Right. I mean, there's a right. lot wrong, but right. at the same time, like, what I'm guess what I'm going about is um, what's cool right now is to be like want to be like a black kid. Right. Like you want to be like a black kid, do you not? Like sometimes, I mean, not saying you guys, but like a lot of the things, the way we talk, a lot of the, a lot, like, of, the, the a lot culture, of swag yeah. we have adapted a lot of the from yeah. their community, adopted yeah. from, from their culture. And, and, uh, which like I'm totally grateful for but like I, I feel like at the same time they kind of just like give a shade like they like not really give a shade but they don't like bring us to the light well no and Migos is kind of a derivative of Amigos it's kind of weird There's I mean I'm a, saying. it's more don't shade less, less of that but I mean it's you choose to be in the niche that you're in because you can you can avoid all of that but what's pop culture is going to be pop culture so no matter how hard you try to avoid it at the end of the day what entertains people 
it, it's fast living right now, and so you know, a lot of times that that's what that's what people are about. So artists that promote fast living, like, what, like, what do you mean by fast living? Drug I mean, dealing. like, not like fast living is like you know, you just, motherfuckers who are like overly concerned with dying young, because you know who's gonna. No one talks about life anymore. You know, mm. you don't talk about life and your art. You know, you're not explaining art. You're just talking about living fast and dying young. Because I mean, that's like. At the end of the day, it's gotten to a point. I mean, if you get gratification, like that's that's the society you live in, instant gratification. You get something, and you expect reward from it, like just right off the bat. So it comes down to like you keep seeing these things, and it's like you can only be gratified for so long until you know you can't keep up with it anymore. So it's a lot faster. It's a lot faster than like you know back in the day. You listen to Johnny Cash, old ass, and he was like. Keeping a close watch on his heart as his, you know, he's doing all this like thing talking about life, things that you struggle with as you grow old. Well, I think there's but, still a lot of music like that. I, I mean, yeah, there is, but but, but again, the ar- the argument is that pop culture is a space where it's just like it's unappreciating people who are brown, but at the same time, it's like you know, if you listen to a brown artist nowadays, the ones you're listening to are the ones your parents listen to, or the ones that are like, I guess strive to fucking go viral yeah like your Takashi 6 ix your Cardi yeah. B's yeah it's like I mean there aren't really any like pop artists right now that are like hot and are, are like probably brown my keys they're in my whip um that are pr- like proudly brown and like don't do crazy shit like then I mean I guess what I'm saying is there, there might be but like what most of the youth looks at is this pop culture. This is this like culture that like everybody's in, I guess you could say, but it's predominantly black. It was just hard to be a conservative star. People don't pop off unless you're flashy. I mean, there's a million rappers that are better than every rapper you ever heard of, but they're not gonna get no clout. The I way mean, they that's not that's not. A, I mean, that's why Lupe Fiasco died off, and you can't even say that's a lot. Lupe hasn't died off. Dude, yes. he's practically. I still dead. listen to him. He took shots at Con- uh, Kendrick, bro. And and even though he might be probably he's like, in the, he's in, he's right in the top he's five of lyricists of all he's time. That's one. not even like debate. He's number one. Well, that's what I'm saying. But the thing is, like, you you're not if if Lupe, if Lupe had switched to being, I mean, he put himself in a box and then he got boxed out. You know, and that's kind of what happens. I mean, you you gotta. I don't know, you gotta stay to trendy shit. You know what I mean? If you ain't trending, you ain't... If, you, if you're not spending, you're not trending. That's how it is. So, I mean, I guess this... Like, we, I say all that because, uh, I mean... Because SPM don't get the credit he deserves. Basically. Well, he raped kids, though. No, he, he didn't. He didn't rape didn't, kids, like, that's the bro. thing. That's the thing. That's the, like, the headline that we read and we just go off of. That's a bunch of BS, bro. And the thing is, like, if you actually go into the story, like, into, like, what had happened. Oh, I know. And they, 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 like, did them all wrong by me. I mean, yeah, he, like, Let's did have real. sex with a girl yes. who was young, underage. But she, at the same time, the fact is that she was a stripper. She was stripping Yeah, that wasn't rape. Club. There's a difference right, between right, rape right. and non-rape. No, 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 no. I understand. But there, you, there's something, there's statutes of limitations where you can't bring up a girl's sexual past. No matter how hoary she is, you have to listen to her defense, how it is. And no, 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 and I, it's not an insult. I don't know like, what you're talking about right now. You gotta, you gotta explain. If, if you, she's a stripper, she, she could be a prostitute, but rape is still rape. Did she get raped? She didn't get raped. She got, a, I mean, they accused rape of her. And she even said, like, it could have been a dream. She wasn't 100% sure if it happened. Like, what? for sure. 
Like, dude, they have her on. There was file. no evidence to support they any didn't, of they his claims. Nothing. No. Plus, no. he was taking care of the child and offered to marry the girl. It doesn't make any fucking sense. No matter how you cut it, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, and if you think back to it, like, the Mexicans have been marrying at a young age from the start. All right, look. Just be real. Culture is... Let's be real. Was SPM supporting a good image? This motherfucker was holding pimples by their neck up like this. First of all... I mean, that's back when it was cool. Yeah. No, but if you listen to SPM and you listen to everybody else, like, SPM was... This is the life of a young Mexican. No, but it's... No, no, trust me. I listened to SPM, bro. I did. I was like 12 and I was like, fucking SPM is kind of cool, I guess. And I was like... No, but the thing is, like, if you look at compare, if you compare, if you compare to the people that were popping off then, like, Tupac got a lot, right, of recognition. SPM got better. SPM was like two thousands, bro. He was early, like early. late nineties, oh, early two yeah. thousand, early two thousand. Like, what I'm saying is, he still moved like a mass amount of people. He moved people a lot, dude. Like Texas, like rocked with him, like for real, for real. Yeah, I know. And I that's know. that's what's different. It's like he actually. Dude, and his, all his music, like, there's some dope ass. Yeah, I know he has some good music. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he was a bad artist. What I'm saying is, at the same time, we're talking about people who've promoted false images and bad, put like bad curricular in society. And be like, SPM, he has some good music where he was, like, you know, you gotta find God, do all these things that are positive. But he also had those songs where it was like, motherfucker, once you turn like 14, you're Mexican, you feel pressure to start gangbanging. But isn't that, the, isn't that a double standard between black and brown communities then? No, it's not a double yeah, standard. Yeah, it is, because then like... No, how is it? Because Tupac was doing the same thing. When he that, doesn't make him a, that doesn't make him a positive artist. No one's out here saying, yo, Tupac was always great for the community. Nobody forgot. He, we were just saying that he made songs like Brenda Has Baby or Dear Mama that were endearing and they told us narrative that people should hear. Same thing. I'm not saying that Mexican Heaven isn't a song that I'm a vibe with. Yeah, I understand. But at the same time, you know, it's he, he cornered himself in too. How many people wonder really if there's heaven for Mexican people that we haven't earned heaven? I mean, like it's, it's like brown people don't go to heaven. Yeah, but that's 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 more minority. At the that's at the same time, it's just like SPM has a song to a version of Brenda's baby. Brenda's having a baby or whatever. Like, but like. And I feel like it has a lot more, I mean, he definitely, like, targets, the like, your brown skin. He's telling you, brown is beautiful. You're brown. Like, don't forget that you're Mexican. And that's a lot of, like, that's a big message he was trying to spread out, too. Like, don't forget, we're brown. Your brown-colored eyes is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you won't. Like, I mean, I feel like. The problem there is indoctrination. No matter how far you want to get away from it, like, at the end of the day, all Mexicans are is raped indigenous people with white people. White people came over, raped your ancestors, and now you're mixed like this. So then you have to fight with your identity issues because you're always going to be brown no matter what you do. You're a brown motherfucker. You can't, you can't escape the reality of it that you are brown. And then, but then you have to accept the Catholic religion where, you know, in the, in the Nicene Council by Constantine, all the images of Jesus were white. He was yeah. a Caucasian. So now you're fighting with an image of, well, not perfection, but an image of what, what is sanctity, what is holy, and what a saint should look like. And then you look at yourself, and when you can't reciprocate any of those things, you know, you don't look at them and you're like, oh, yeah, there's no reciprocity between me and Jesus. I have nothing that makes me pure. I am all these negative things. 
no matter how much you look at yourself, you're never gonna you're indoctrinated to believe that. No matter how much you strive for it, you can never look how they look. You can never look like your creator. So all, there's there's already a conflict into like who am I really? If this is my creator, why don't I look like him? And it comes back. You got to go back in time. And you got to think about it. Well, it's like motherfuckers from the Middle East. And you look at pictures of the Middle First East. First of all, you look at Middle East and you look at Mexicans. They look the same. Exactly, bro. They yeah, basically. Look I get the mistaken same. for like yeah. someone who's Middle East. Yeah, yeah. I, the Iraq kids that came from, uh, that came down from the university. They spent like two, three weeks here, and we were talking to them, and we were like, "God damn, I thought y'all niggas was Mexican. Like y'all look Mexican. Hmm. Like, but then again, like." We don't know the whole world, so we don't know what people look like. What I've heard, like, people always look the same if you're not used to seeing them. Does that make sense? People don't look different? Do people don't look the same. Yeah, people... No, people all look the same if you're not used to seeing them. That's why a lot of people say black people look the same, and a lot of people say that Asians look the same. No, I feel like there's a lot of people that do look the same, but I'm talking about in terms like the certain... Certain characteristics are always going to make you stand out, right? Like, your thick-ass eyebrows are always going to make you stand out. Well, like, 75% of the people from Iraq have thick eyebrows. Thanks. You know, so it's like, Vlad's curly hair, like, there's, like, Dominicans and people that have that type of wavy style, you know? You can be mistaken for, uh, you know, a Puerto Rican or things like that, you know? There's so much, like, diversity now, and so many people, like, know about it, that it's like, at the end of the day, it's like you know who you are because of how you were raised but if we kind of just sat around the table and we didn't tell each other where we were from we would all kind of just assume why does that matter where we're from it matters where you're from because where you're from kind of dictates like who you are as a person it determines where you're going yeah exactly i mean because you know you can't you can't remove yourself from like there's things that are culturally accepted about where you're from. If you're Mexican, there's your parents, and more likely than not, they're very... Their their idea of fiscal responsibility is security. And that comes from coming to a place where their whole existence is unsecure. Well, insecure. Unsecure is not a word. Insecure. You know, there's like, they deal with the idea that maybe I'll be deported... Maybe I'll uh, lose a job. Maybe I won't be able to get my working license. Maybe my papers won't be legit and all these things. So they, they live a very insecure life. So they project it when their children are coming up. They're like, you need to have a secure outlet to get money. Something that is very secure. So they think of things like plumbing, construction, things that are always necessary. Because motherfuckers are always going to shit and they're always going to need houses. Yeah. And, that's, and that's the thing. You always clean because everybody, nobody wants to live in the field, right? So that's the thing. And so you project an insecurity. We do the always. jobs a lot of people don't want to do. It's not that they can't do them. It's that they don't want to do them. Why would we do them? We do them because we understand that it, that it doesn't matter how you get your paper. It's that you get your paper and then you don't have to give a fuck about yeah, what those people... They've been getting yeah. to the bag, bro, yeah. forever. Yeah. They've been getting we, to the bag. And, th- and that's the thing we have to realize. It's like you have you have to look, like, look at it at, at a point of like your parents... Maximum have for the majority of us have only been here maybe like 20 30 years, yeah, for us. But yeah. there's people that have lived here generations before us, and those are the, the brown people that that stayed in Texas, were in California, they were exploited too, but they have deeper roots because they've already been on this side of the been on this side, you know, they've kind of had time to create foundations for themselves 
and they've learned English first and they were able to somehow help other people and, and get jobs for yeah, them. Yeah, that was a very select few then. It, it, well, it, well, it, it, it kind of comes into how how we even got Texas and California in the first place. Texas was a war that we started because, like, there was Mexicans already living up here, well, in Texas, and they were like, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take Texas because our people like living there. They're like, they're cots there, so they go in, they start a war, and they take it. But at the end, you know, when the Mexicans lose the war, they're not like, all right, you guys have to get out. Those people stayed. You know, you're not just going to move everybody off because Texas had so much land that a lot of those people stayed, those Mexicans stayed. And, you know, there was a lot of Mexican and black cowboys at the time. There was a lot of minority cowboys because, you know, somebody had a cattle ranch. And then uh, a lot of the lingo stems from there, you know, vaquero, things like that. A lot of that culture comes from those people. A lot of the idea of what a cowboy is comes from those minority groups who were cowboys, you know, long range or all those things. But uh, in Texas, they didn't make them all move back to Mexico once they lost the war. So they've been there for a long, long time. No well, first of all, shit. Texas became independent first. Yeah. Well, so they, they did. They, they did. But it was, they did with U.S. help. Well, that's the thing. And the U.S. Was, the like, US was greasing the wheels. They were pretty much like telling oh, yeah, Texas yeah. to like, like they, oh, they, yeah. So like the nothing. U.S. through ma- like the U.S. has always had the idea of manifest destiny. Being like God gave, God gave the immigrant people that were white the right over the land that other people had because they were gonna cleanse it and make it holy, and so you have this idea of religion being the thing that actually ends up wiping out a bunch of indigenous people, killing a lot of Native Americans, and pushing Mexico out of what is now the continental U.S. And it's and and that's the part of history they don't really talk about it in that way. It's like we rather neglect it and not talk about it. I mean, and we say that Mexico started the war, but really it was U.S. soldiers that were shooting, and then people shot back. Well, negligence is like to say that you know we mistreat it, and like we're like oh we we neglect to mention it, and that's not the thing. It's that we actively ignore it. There's it's even worse. Yeah, we actively we actively sanitize it because I mean you should. should not 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 for our sake, but if you're looking at it from a guise of a country that that wants to seem, you know, have good human rights, you know, we do like to think that we do a pretty good job of it, then you have to look at it and say, Well, you know, we gotta sanitize because we don't want our kids to know what we did. You know, we don't want to know how these people really got here, why there's no longer people here where they should be or Whenever they draw the map, they don't draw it perforated like it should be because, you know, there's there's reservations for these people, yeah. for Native Americans and all the Sioux, all the Indians. And if you were to look up, you can look up a map on Google and it's like the, the United States with the perforated areas for for these Indians, but they're not treated like they're, they're glossed over. If we really had such a, such a, like Are Mexicans kind of Native Americans? Like no, Native Mexicans Indians? and Native Americans, well, I mean, they did kill each other, but it's because, you know. Funny thing about Mexico is pre-Columbus time, there were 67 different ethnicities in Mexico. Well, 67, it's just number of the 60s. I don't, don't quote me on that number, but it's, um, it was a lot. It was a lot. There's, it was as ethnically diverse as Europe is to Asia, per reports. So a lot of these motherfuckers look very, 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 very different. So when you, um, you'd put one 
you put one against, yeah, they're gonna fight. They're gonna fight because they don't look like each other. They don't. They don't always be this. They, they don't always identify with one another. And um, it's the same thing. But that being said, like nobody should ever like. The thing is, like what I hear white people or what I what I hear most people's defense is like, oh, but they were primitive people killing each other. They were already fighting amongst each other. So why does it matter that we came in and killed them? But the thing is, like. First of all, like those were very intricate civilizations that were actually trading amongst one another and had their own like way of settling things. There was a whole different culture in America before colonization, and then when it came in, it's like everything got destroyed. The way you thought, your religion, mathematics, just kind of the sciences that were there, kind of uh, like people talk about green spaces, people talk about green living, and like the indigenous people of America kind of like had that going like their civilization was based on the practice of sustainability and now we're trying to get back to that and it's but that was based off the idea of animism that you know everything has a spirit and because everything has a spirit and we're all interconnected spiritually that we should respect it enough to not take too much from it because it can take right back from us you know well, yeah it's a, it's a mutual idea of respect but um let's say that the western people didn't have it but the West has always been concerned with dominion. What can I say that I own? That's a very Western idea. What can I say that I own? What is mine? Um, and it, it, it what goes, is mine, but shouldn't it be what is ours? Mm. I mean, at the same time, it kind of is that question for them. I'll take like, what is ours? What is our dominion? I'll take what is ours for 500. Thank you. Alex. What is ours? <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> what is ours? That's a good question, but that's not really what the, those people are asking either. Well, I know, but it's like, maybe that's the question for our generation is like, what is ours? Like, why can't we coexist and share things and still have some type of ownership, you know? Because ownership's a complicated thing, you know? Well, ownership's a very complicated for, thing. At some, not too long ago, motherfuckers was considered property. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. And that was... Less than four hundred years ago. Exactly, and that, that was that was four hundred years ago, when you know, no, no, not even then. To this day, yeah, there's people that are still property. To this day, there's people in Libya that are property. There's people in the United States that are property. Your property of the state if you're in prison, right? Oh yeah, facts. Yeah, you're still men are men are. We never lost the idea that people can be property. We we sanitize it to the point where it's like a person can cannot be a property of another person. We just use fancy you words to cover it up. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could, you could say that it boils down to semantics. That's yeah. that's that's justifiable. I can see how you could say that, but at the same time, it justifies something a lot more human, and that's advantage. Yeah. You know, well, how can I take advantage of a person? And at the same time, that's why minorities have that outcome. You know, so we're the easiest people to take advantage of. Yeah, but that's we're, we're why parents try to flip it on it. They're like, look, like you're going to be taken advantage of. Is how much can you take advantage of your situation also? Because no matter how you view it, even making a quarter a day, you're making something. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, that's going to add up and give you some value enough to buy something. You know? And like that's why our parents have never been ashamed of working for pennies or shit like that. Because it's like, it's not that they don't know their worth. It's that no matter where they went, they were always worth less. And not worthless, but worth less than other people. And now that we're having our opportunity to have education, we have to rise up and kind of like help 
in a sense, kind of demolish those ideas that not everybody's created equal. Facts. So, I mean, I mean, that boils down to it. I mean, like, what y'all said. I mean, it's just about taking back our pride. I mean, a lot of people, I feel like, want to be more white than brown. Well, brown people live in a very complicated, like, Vlad can sometimes be mistaken for being mixed race with either you know Af- with with some type of African uh, yeah, uh, yeah I usually get some sort of African yeah. some sort of uh, African you get Middle Eastern or you get Mexican so you're saying it's still like even if other people wouldn't accept us not even our own people no it's that we it's don't that, we have oh that's true too I mean yeah. don't, don't lie I mean yeah. who you call another brown person a fresh you'll be like oh look at this dude yeah. or be like oh look at this chunty ass dude walking through all yeah. booted up you like bro we get it you're Mexican this will walk around with boots on fucking singing up thing you me like alright cause it's cool yeah but, but like somehow we have to find what makes us all common nah, but at the same time alright at this especially in this day and age what makes common where we want people to be able to label themselves we're like oh don't don't be quick to label them right it's not even about the labeling it's more so about the identification with one with who one actually feels comfortable but who is also able to express themselves thoroughly because Greg Greg has an interesting dynamic while Greg's family is from Mexico and he feels very like Mexican he tends to look on the lighter shade of brown and so you always have people there's people that always comment on Greg being white or like look at this like you know and and, and Greg has a hard time accepting the fact it's, he understands it but it's also very much like why wouldn't it be sensitive I mean, you have to do the same thing. Like, there's like light skinned black people. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm off white. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I'm mixed or something like that. You try to claim it because, you know, sometimes you want to feel more so or, or another way. Like, you know, Chance the Rapper talks about it or Vic Mensa, where it's like, oh, yeah, sometimes you just say, like, I used to say that I was a dark light or off white. You know, where you were, you were just trying to say that, you know, you were something you weren't. Feel like you you would get more exception, be, you'd be more accepted for it. At the same time, I mean, you straddle a line when you're brown, like when you're Hispanic, to be like, you know, if I'm overly Hispanic, these people are going to treat me like I'm an idiot. And that's why a lot of people don't like to speak Spanish. And if I treat, if I act overly uh, white, everybody's going to look at me like a sellout. Even success to a point makes you look like a sellout. Motherfuckers look at you and you're like, oh yeah, look at that sellout. Cause you speak English well. I do speak uh, English. Yeah, I, I speak Spanish well, and my voice can. Yeah, I'm not gonna test me. No, I mean it's not even about being tested. You know, it's like we we disassociate white collar success with Hispanic people. Because Why is that? But isn't that essentially what? Because you like coming coming here, you don't see it as often. It'd be like on the on the TV. How are we portrayed? You mow lawns, do crime, do construction, do construction. Now, perception is reality, so no matter how many people see you, they're going to assume that you're either can't read or write, you never care to go to school, you have like 17 babies, you're Catholic, you don't know what a condom is, alright? That's just how they're going to see you, that's just the thing, alright? But at the same time, so, you know, we have to find the distinction whether we want people, we want Hispanic people as a whole to be looked at differently or we want to be viewed as individuals. If we, want, if we don't want to be connected with the negative aspects of our community, then we have to be okay with being viewed as individuals. 
But what that entails for a brown person is that you're a sellout. You don't care about your history. I don't know. You can do both. It's hard to be an individual. Look, look. Well, no, I mean, because, like, but think about being an individual and then, like, like me being put in a position where I can speak on topics doesn't mean that topic is... I can't speak for my entire brown community and say this is exactly how it is. I can only take the generalization of my brown experience and speak on it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I understand. I can't speak for all brown people either. But at the same time, I'm never going to want to be looked at as a token brown person. I don't, I don't like situations where you're set up to be viewed as, as you're separated from other people. Like people would tell me, you speak English very well for someone who's No, but here's the thing. Our own people decide that we are separate. Like, people separate from you before you separate from them and say that you separated from them. There's a difference. There's a difference between people saying, oh, that person is successful, I'm going to stop talking to them, and say that they never they never try to link with me. And there's a difference. Because a lot of times people are too afraid to ask for something. In our communities, people don't ask for help. People don't, don't understand because we're, although we are, we're still too prideful to ask for help from one another at times. Unless it's your close group, you're not going to go out of your way to find other people to help you. And it's because it's a trust factor. Thanks. That's fair, yeah. But so what you're saying is, no, no, I mean, obviously that implies that white people are more inclined to trust white people. Facts. Right? And they don't trust us. But if we don't trust us, what does that say about us? That we're untrustworthy. I mean, that's just what it says. Yeah. That, that's what it... But if you believe that, then you've stigmatized your own people. Well, the thing is, like, the I mean, stigma came before I was born. The stigma came that you were untrustworthy before you were born? Like, right? It came to other people. No. But here's the thing. Like, when we're kids, of course not, right? But, like, as you start getting older, like, you start to notice people look at you different. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to decide. I mean, think about it. Like Which, if you're telling me, was I not born with that? Was I not born, born like, just... You were born with people looking at you different. Exactly. But look at... But here. Here. There's a grim reality that you have to face, right? Yeah. There's, there's a grim reality. Yeah, we all have to accept it. But look at this. So... You're an artist, right? You're an artist. By, yeah. You make art. Mm-hmm. What do you make art for? Make it to control and also control a narrative. Not control, but like definitely. To, like, to create a narrative, right? Yeah. And you know who sees that narrative? Other people. Mainly who goes out and looks at art shows? White people. Exactly. See, Manny, I didn't have to tell Manny. Manny knows what it's like. Exactly. But why do I do that's different? No, I know that you're trying to tell your story to white people. No, no, no. What do I do that's different? Do I not invite... Predominantly you, you, invite like, you invite brown people to come out and enjoy art, to get involved in art. And I'm, I'm not... also to I'm, tell their story. I'm commending you different. for that. I'm commending you for that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. What I'm saying is when you are a brown person, your art always has to stick to what? I'm telling my story. I'm telling you why I've struggled. I'm telling you why my the color of my skin has to do with that. What is the purpose that my color of skin has played into my story? It's always it. Respects. And you're never anything before a brown artist. No matter how much you love the art, you're never doing it because you love art. 
You're doing it because you're brown. You got something to say. That's that's I, a sad reality. I know you no. disagree. I know you disagree because you've been around. I disagree. I'm saying I agree, but that's not why I do all my art. Like there's separations because my visual art is definitely about that. Music has never been about just me telling my story. It's about me finding ways to let out emotion. Yeah, I, 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 and I'm aware. I'm aware that there's outlets. But you have to remember that these outlets, they still come from a place of being very brown and expressing your story to white people. No matter how big a stage you are, until you're okay with the fact that no matter what you're doing in life, as a brown man, what you have to get good at is entertaining white people. That's what black people do well. That's what people have to do well. Exactly. And I'm not, not just... In generalization, browns, Asian, any minority has to learn how to entertain. Because that's what you are. Or tell or tell good in stories. In this country, you yeah. are entertainment to a white person before Or anything. you're with the workforce. Or you're a workforce, yeah. Or you're menial labor. And you or you're a slave. And that, I mean, that's three distinctions. Until you move and vote and understand how to take positions in public Financial office. freedom. Well, yeah. Well, freedom. that's an entertainer. A lot of entertainers... Are, are financially stable enough to be free but at the same time you kind of you, you get this gratification from being an artist that's just different so you keep entertaining you keep entertaining you know and and then that just kind of like puts you as well as just like that's why I hope The Rock runs for president if, if Donald Trump ran for president who was the least qualified human being to run for president you know like Celebrity now allows you to have power. And, like, how can our celebrities change? Celebrity has never not allowed you to have power. What? But now what you have is more people than ever can be celebrities. And that's the thing. There's so many people. And because so much, it's more accessible for anyone to be a celebrity, it is also more accessible to not have your own opinions. You let this person decide, and you say, you know what, I like this person, I like who they are, so I'm going to let them determine how I feel about a subject. Which is terrible. While terrible, you know, think for yourself. But, you know, it is terrible. But at the same time, what we're asking for is we want our our celebrities to be more informative. Right? We want them to do that, but we also want them, if they're minorities, to have financial freedom. And the problem is that they don't always coincide. You can't always make money and be the good guy, and that's sad. Yeah, you, you, so you have to decide: Do I want my Do I want brown people to be the good guys, or do I want them to be financially free? You know, do I want you guys always pushing the right message? Well, you can be. F- you can be both. You can be both. Yeah. It's but hard. The system never wants you to be both. I mean, you're never. They don't. I mean, it's, it's institutional where. It's a lot harder to be a brown businessman, and it's a lot harder to run a brown business or a black-owned business. A minority business is a hard thing to do. Yeah, because you 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 are met with so much bureaucracy, yeah. so much legality, and the thing is, like, you're not fine. You're not literate in that type of environment because you've never been around exactly. that type of environment. But then that also comes to be that there has been brown so people and black you. people that have been here before that have had the opportunity to become literate and are literate and give opportunities to a certain niche group of people that they know. So, bec- like, and this is what I, and, and, and I'm not trying to be, this is not a racial thing, but the thing is like, black people have been in America longer. They've been screwed over in America longer. Uh, well, I can't even technically say that, but it's like, 
they have also been they've had the ability since probably what the 1950s 60s to kind of amass some type of 1964 is when it ended well that's what I'm saying but uh, but there were communities like Harlem there were communities like Tulsa even though Tulsa burned down because people were racist there was communities of, of black people that were really making business pop yeah but they were making Atlanta is one of them today exactly Atlanta is black money and they do a really good job and that, that's what we, we need we need brown Atlanta or we just need Atlanta to accept more and, and just like no, that's what we can't what we can't do is say that it's oh it's gotta be like we gotta be the black people aren't accepting us like that it's like saying that or we gotta make brown Atlanta what we have to make is an equal opportunity society in fact yeah, I mean because I'm, I'm never I'm never against a brown, per, a brown person I mean we're all people of color at the end of the day yeah, we're all point. fighting the same fight and I'm never gonna section off and say you know oh man fucking Atlanta because they don't feel like they don't, they don't, they're not inclusive because I mean, what have they been? What have they? Why yeah, is it to, kind of, to a certain degree they had to be insular in yeah. order for them to like create that? Yeah, because if you not, they had Wakanda. Yeah, basically, yeah. Wakanda, Wakanda is Atlanta, that, Africa. Make, yeah, that makes sense. Wakanda that's is Atlanta. Yeah, because you let the people in. What are they gonna do? They're gonna take exactly. your shit. They'll fuck your shit. Yeah, up. they're gonna fuck everything up, right? I mean, I mean, that's what I mean, they're like. Oh, the that black people, it up. get out of New York, go back to Atlanta. But that's what I'm saying. Why do you think what I what I Break my the idea is that everything is the things that are grassroots will eventually lead up to make things better because if you start from the root you're able to see everything grow you know what I'm saying you understand where you come from we were kind of Mexican people were de-rooted de-rooted themselves and had to plant themselves over here in different soils so it doesn't it's not the same environment you know what I'm saying it's not the same bees homie exactly so you just it's, it's not even the same fruit you ever read Poison with Bible they brought American bees over to Africa because, you know, they wanted to be able to pollinate the seeds, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out, American pollen doesn't work on African on African seeds, hmm. right? You know, the bees have been trained selectively. So, at the same time, a lot of the times, you know, what's pollination? Make something fertile so something can grow. It's necessary. Okay. A lot of times, you know, if we look at yourself, you plant yourself here. You can plant yourself here. you got to understand that... If you didn't bring bees over with you, the bees here aren't going to work for you. Oh, that's a fact. And that's, I mean, that's just now, I mean, you know. It's a good one. You got to. I mess with them. I like yeah. them. That's just how it is. 